I feel just I'm going to share just a, a, re, a, a shortened version of what I was going to say because it's something it is on my heart. It's been on my heart for all this week. Uh, been on my heart since last week. And uh, just kind of a short, I'm going to shorten it down a little bit best I can. I know you think it might be challenging for me, but I, I think I can do it. I think I can shorten it down into a version uh, that, that, that will flow right along with what's going on here today, actually. And actually, it's what is going on here today. The Lord is opening opening eyes in this place today, and, and they're seeing, seeing something much beyond where we're at right now, much beyond this present temporal reality, something that's so much bigger, so much more than here and now. How many know there is something so much more, so much bigger? It is. It is. If we could just see it. You know, you can be seated if you want, and thank you guys so much. You, you know, you, you can put it up here if you want, Saucy. That'd be fine. I, I may, I may need that just for a little bit. But, but you know, last week I, I was talking about encouraging, encouraging you for what's next. And I was talking about working off the life of Christ and after the resurrection, and, and how that's what He did for for fifty days or or till Pentecost. He 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 went around encouraging, encouraging for what was next in people's life, and and I. I I really got a hold of that as 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 I've studied them stories and I've seen how how he moved and 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 the odd thing about it is he fast forwarded me uh, beyond some of the other stories beyond some of the other things that had some great points in it. and I'm not saying I won't go back to him but he fast forwarded me to a, to a place to where where really was the the climax really if you will of those 50 days other than Pentecost itself and and it was the day that he was took up out of their sight. At that particular day, I, I mentioned that even in service last week, not even meaning to, and I mentioned it, and and it just it's been in my heart since I mentioned. Sometimes you preach things, but do you really preach and seed to your own heart? And when I mentioned that in this service last week, and it got in my heart, and I have dwelt on 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 how he ascended, and yet he was he was doing it for a purpose. You know, that wasn't a wasted act, and that, that wasn't just a moment that that that. He was trying to make a circus or a show. How many know God doesn't never go about just trying to make a show or a circus out of anything? No, if he did something, it was for a great purpose, to touch hearts or to teach or, or to open eyes. That, that's what he does. That's why he came and to clear up all the misunderstanding about God. When he come in the flesh, was so that the people would see who he was in reality. Well, his last act, if you will, here on earth in the form that that we seen him in the resurrection that's what he was doing he was he was giving the disciples encouragement for something that was next in their life preparing them preparing them for something and then encourage he was encouraging his disciples for what was next even when things are uncertain and it's a little story. I, I'm not going to read the whole story, but it's in Acts 1. I, I'm just going to kind of jump ahead because but the whole story is really good, and, and most of you know it anyway. Those of you that's been Pentecostal very long, you know the, the story very well. But I want to jump ahead, and, and I'll, just, I'll, I'll start in about verse, verse 9 of, of Acts 1. And, and I just want to read you these couple little verses. You ain't got to stand them. We're we already in service. Can you tell? We, we ain't got to start service. We're already in service. Amen, 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 amen. Go on, give him the glory if you're going to give him the glory. Amen. Hey, he's worthy. He's worthy. 
But Acts 1, 9, it says, and, and, and Jesus, of course, had just told them about, in, in verse 7 and 8, talking about how they shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon them. But then, but then he says, and when he had spoken these things, in verse 9, while the disciples yet were looking at him. I want you to think about that. This is so cool. They were yet looking, beholding him. They were look, had their eyes fastened on him because he was speaking. The resurrected Savior. He's done got up from the grave. It's pretty powerful. I'd keep my eyes on him too. I would definitely be, if somebody got up from the grave, I'm going to watch him. I'm going to listen. I'm going to take notice. While they, while, he yet, while they were yet beholding him, he was taken up. He began to, just think about that. I don't know about you, but I've always been fascinated. I, I, I grew up uh, uh, kind of meager uh, existence, if you will, as far as anything outside of the farm when I grew up. And the first time I seen a helium balloon, uh, and I'm talking about the little ones. I'm not talking about the big ones. I'm talking about the little bit. I was like amazed that a balloon, because all the balloons I ever did have, when I they would just fall like big, you know, just, just like weights. They just, but now these things would, would just go, begin to, to take flight. If you didn't hang on to them, and one of my favorite, though, though I love to have one, one of my favorite things to do was to take them out and let them go. I just had to let them go. And I love to stand there. I love to stand there. I can remember it. I love to stand there and watch them till, till finally you couldn't see them no more. They would go out of your sight. And that's what this story really shows. That's really what it was. I, I think about that because they were watching Jesus and, and, and he was being taken up to the point, the story tells us, to the point till they could until a cloud received him out of, he went into the clouds and finally out of their sight. This, this, is, this is real stuff. This is real stuff. This is what, what we call the ascension. It's the ascension. And, and really, I'm going to tell you what. This, to me, in my eyes now, I'm not belittling at all the resurrection. Because that is huge. Somebody getting up from the grave, and I know that's the core, that's the center point. That's the center place. We work off of everything. And, 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 but I'm just going to tell you what. The ascension is pretty big stuff. I mean, it's just big stuff to me. And it is the fact that he would just begin to take, take air while they're standing there. I can, mouth hung open. Eyes great big. But the resurrection didn't give them the ascension because it got them. It's got them. And, and, and they're, they're, they're leaving the ground, they're leaving the ground, leaving the ground, and then they're finally gone. And then, and then here's, here's, here's what they, while they stood, looked steadfastly toward the heaven, and he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing into the heaven? This same Jesus which was taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. And it was all encouragement. It was all encouragement. It was all built in, encouraging them for what was next. It was all to encourage what was coming next in their life, preparing them. It's like an exclamation point at the end of the resurrection. It's like, bam! And it's like, it's like and here's really what he was doing. i gotta, I got to hurry. Here's what he was really doing. I'm just going to skip to a bunch of stuff here. Blah, 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 blah. Here's what he was doing. He, he was getting them to look beyond the horizon. I want you to think about that a minute. Because that's, 
That's what we, man, we need that today. He was getting them to look beyond the horizon. Look beyond what they think they can see. Getting them to realize there's something more. Something beyond. And once again, I, I think of when I was a kid. I know I think I do this a lot. But, but that's how I relate to the Bible. That's how I've learned the Bible. That's how I learned to relate the Bible to people. But, but when I was a kid, I can remember the first time I ever went to the ocean. I actually liked it okay that time. But I remember the first time I went to the ocean as a kid. And my dad, I went on. And I remember, I was just I was a little fella. I don't even know how I was, probably seven, eight years old. And, and I remember going down there and looking. And what got me is, of course, the horizon. And it does look like it just falls off out there. It does look like it's nothing beyond that. It looks like, you know, if you go, I can understand why all them boys in Columbus Day give him a hard time. Like, man, you go out there too far and you are gone over the edge. You're like going to die out there. I can understand it. I can see it from standing on land. I can see that. But I can remember my dad and them telling me, telling me, you know what, there's these, these land on the other side. There's cities. There's people over there where you can't see. And that I can remember that amazed me the possibility that there was something beyond that. And, of course, now, now we know our world has shrunk since I was a kid. And we understand, we understand there's everything that's on the other side of the horizon now. We, we got that figured out because our world through all this social media and all the networks, man, we can see things going on in any part of the world if you've got the right hookup. But here's the one that really matters. And this is what Jesus was trying to get them. This is what he was trying. He was trying to get them to get a good look at forever. A good look at forever. Not just what's going on here. Not what's just going on in this temporal, but get beyond, to look beyond, look beyond and see what. Because let me just tell you something. There's a kingdom beyond what you can see. There's a city. Though I know as an eight-year-old standing on the beach, that's how we are sometimes. But when you would, if you would just guess what Jesus was showing them. He was showing them as he disappeared out of their sight. There's got to be something other on the other side. Especially if he's coming again in like manner. He's going there to prepare that place. And then he's coming again. He was wanting to give them a good look at forever. And that was the encouragement. If we could just get a good look at forever, we realize that there's they, a land. There is our treasures, our people that's on the other side. People that we've lost. They're there. There's a king there. There's the place that God has prepared for us. I wish this morning, I wish this morning that, that we, could, we could stand here in this building and look beyond the horizon of here and realize, stop living for today and realize there's something out there called forever. 
And that prepares us. That prepares us for what's next. This morning, a lot of people won't do what's next because they, they don't realize that forever is really there. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you, the Bible says that life is as a vapor. And here's the sad part about that part. It appears a little while and then it's gone. But here's the sad part. Too many people are living for the vapor. Just for the vapor. And I'm coming this morning out of this text. It tells us, man, you need to live for, for, the, for the forever. For the forever. That's what we need to live for. I want to tell you something. Three seconds, and it won't take that long. I use three because that gives us a little time to, to contemplate and understand, you know, one, two, three. But three seconds into eternity, life's going to look really different. It's going to look so different. Everything that we banked on, everything that we thought we knew here, everything that we had hopes of, or everything that we worked for here, all the time and the energy that we spend here working and living for the vapor, three seconds into eternity. And that's what Jesus was trying to get them to next. What is next? I'm going to tell you what. A good view at forever changes everything. If you really get a good view of forever, it will change everything. You can read it. You can see it in Scripture. You, you can find it. Paul was one of those. Paul, remember when he got saved, of course, he, he got saved seeing forever. But he got saved and then, and then was took off to the heavens to forever, to beyond the horizon. He was one that was blessed enough to go beyond the horizon, see the city, see the king, see all these things, see things, hear things. And he said, unlawful for me even to, to, to come back and to tell about completely. He's seen that, but it changed his whole ideology. It changed his whole mindset. He no longer talks about like a man who's hung up in the temporal. Changed everything. And that's why it's so important this morning. Paul, Paul would say things like, go ahead and turn me 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. I just want to give you a couple of scriptures. Paul would say things like this, and this is only, but you know why I can say these things? Because he's seen forever. He's, he had a good look at it. He would say things like this, for our light affliction, this was just for a moment. It worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we look at things which are seen, but we look not at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen, they're temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. That's a man. That's a man who, who was able to see, get a good, good look at forever. That's a man who started living for forever. He would say things like that. He would say things like Philippians 3 and 7 and 8. He would say, But what things were gained to me, now I count that as loss for Christ. And he goes on, he would even say it like this. He said, yet doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. But now, hey, I count all that dung that I might gain Christ. A man that's seen forever who looked beyond the horizon. 
Quit seeing the vapor. Quit seeing 80 years or 60 years or 14 years or not even that. But he looked beyond. But he'd say things like that. He'd say things like First Philippians 1.21. He'd say this. He'd say, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Forever. Forever. Or the Hebrew writer, which some think Paul don't matter, still scripture. The Hebrew writer would say this in the book of Hebrews chapter 10. He would say, but, but call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. I went through all this stuff, partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you, be, while you became companions of them that were so used. And here's the big scripture. For you, you had compassion on me and my bonds. You took joyfully the spoiling, took it joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye in heaven have a better and enduring substance forever. It's a good look at forever. If we could just, if we could just get this good look at forever. You want, you want to know something? You want to know why? This ties in with a change of a trajectory. A change that what Christ was trying, why he was trying to encourage them so they could go on to what's next. Because a lot of the frustration, a lot of discouragement, a lot of the disappointments that we feel as people on this side of eternity is the very thing, is, is this life. This life makes, we, we, we feel the discouragement, we feel the, we, we keep looking, we keep looking, we keep looking, we keep, causes so much frustration, this life, because we, we, this life is not forever. This life is not forever. We lose loved ones, and it discourages us bad, breaks our heart, or, or we're not able to accomplish we see our time getting short. We see our day, I've not got done. I've not, I'm not where I, I, I want to do. We get frustrated because I've not got this accomplished. This life is so short. We feel so frustrated by it, so discouraged by, by all these things. And we're living. We're living not forever, not with a good view of forever, but we're living. We're living looking at all this temporal stuff. And when you don't see forever, you'll live discouraged. You'll live disappointed. You'll live beat down. You'll live depressed. Because this life, this life can't give you what forever can. This life will never give you what forever can. This life cannot even come close to giving you what. Now, you can have some good seasons. I'm not saying that. But some don't even have good seasons. Some don't have even a moment hardly of good life here. But it's that life. It's the eternal life. It's that that's in forever. It's that seeing beyond. Jesus said, watch this. Say something more. Get your eyes off this horizon. Look beyond. Look beyond. Focus on what's even yet beyond. Look beyond. You know, there's a lot of things come to my mind. I got to thinking on this. There's a lot of things, and I've got to hurry. There's a lot of things that come to my mind when I got to thinking about, you know, uh, thoughts on, on, on how it is, and we know that we're just focused on life here. 
It's so easy just to be focused on right here. It's so easy just just to to lose lose that good view of forever. So easy. There's, there's several things several things that, that come to my mind as I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the several ways that you can know that man. I, I'm living. I'm living for the vapor. I'm not living for forever. I'm living for the vapor. And one one of those things is is, is expectations. Oh, you know, unrealistic expectations. If you're sitting up there this morning and you think that everything in this life, that you expect to come out of this life and to bring you all that's going to satisfy, fulfill, or bring joy to your life, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You, you, you're living in the temporal. Because this life, this life never promises that. This life, can, well, this life cannot fulfill on that promise. This life can never satisfy that problem. You're asking, you're asking this, this life to do things way beyond what it can ever do. It cannot. And you'll, you'll live frustrated. You'll live discouraged. Or even people. I've seen people a lot of times, they, they, they're asking people to live, to live in such a way that, that, that meets their expectation or meets their What's going to bring them satisfied? Don't, if you're going to get married thinking that he or she is going to satisfy, this is it, this is it, this is what's going to bring the fulfillment, this is going to be the perfect joy, this is it, you're living in the temporal. You're living way in the temporal. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a great marriage. I'm not saying you can't have a great help. Me. I'm not saying you can't live a great life. But I'm going to say what? It's got to be something that's, that's on the other side of forever that's bringing all of those things. To your heart, to your life. Just getting married or just getting that job or just whatever or just other people. If, if certain people were in, people will never live up to your expectation. Never. As hard as, as hard as some of them try, they'll never live up to your expectation. That's called heaven. It's called the eternity. Where people are perfect. Amen. Amen. A lot of times that's what goes on there. When you're when you get mad at everybody who doesn't live up to your expectation. And that's what goes on in our world now. Everybody's mad because she didn't do what I expected her to do. He didn't do what I wanted him to do. He didn't do what I thought he'd do. Well, let me just tell you something. They all imperfect. So you need to get your eyes out of the temple and start looking to eternity. If you come to this church looking for a perfect pastor <laughs> or a perfect this or perfect that, we'll try our best. I will. I'll try my best. I'll do my flat best. But I'm just going to tell you right now, I'll never meet it. Ever. Ever. That's an eternity. That's an eternity. A lot of folks get have marriage trouble, divorce trouble because they thought their spouse was going to these bad expectations. Amen. People, people, people. Here's, here's another reason I know that people, sometimes they're focused on temple because they, they're focused on themselves. That's the biggest reason of all. I can tell you right now, when folk is, haven't got a good view of, 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 of forever, it's because they're looking at themselves. When they're focused on themselves, you can tell, man, they're, they're living in this realm, this world. Amen. Let me just say something right now. We were created. 
to live for something much bigger than ourselves. Much bigger. You were created to do something much, much more for, uh, for the kingdom than for yourself. Amen. And that's one thing. Jesus, that's the keys to, to what's next is getting your eyes off of these things, getting them into the eternity, getting them into forever for really what's next. If you thought what's next was about you, if you thought what's next was all about you, if you thought Jesus was just getting them all ready for what was next about for them, no, no, no. He's getting their eyes way above into eternity, into forever. It was already, when Jesus was here, remember they thought it was all about them. Jesus says, no, you watch this. It's about forever. It's about forever. It's never been about you. It's never been about us. It's never been about any of that. Amen. It's about eternity. It's about realizing I'm not the sinner. Here's another big thing. Another big thing, if you, if you got your eyes here and not your eyes on eternity, you'll question the goodness of God. You will. There's going to be things come up in your life if you ain't got your eyes on forever, that you're going to question the goodness of God, because bad things is going to happen. Situations you're going to you're going you'll you'll have questions like, well, why did God let this? Why did God allow this? Why did God? I'm going to tell you that that's got your eyes in in this present day, this place, this vapor, this vapor. Get your eyes out of the vapor and look beyond into forever. Because people that look in forever Paul, say things like Paul said, this light affliction, it's just for a little while, and it's going to be such a great payoff. Yeah. It wasn't God. Why did you let this happen to me? No. You know why? Because he had a view of eternity and of forever. Getting them ready for what's next. Because if you really sign up for what's next, you better be ready for hard things, hardships, struggles, trials. Amen. 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 I believe that this morning. I do. But, but it'll cause us, it will, it'll cause us to question his goodness. We'll question, why ain't I sin, even even in the good things of life, we wonder, why ain't I seeing the fulfillment of God in my life? Why ain't I seeing God move? Why ain't I seeing the fulfillment in this? And I'm going to tell you something. You ain't seen eternity yet. I don't know why we think the fulfillment is always here in the, 20, in the vapor. Why do we think the fulfillment of all that God's got planned for us, all that God's got in store for us, all that he's prepared for them that love him, why do we think that's all got to be fulfilled right here in 50 or 60 or 70 years or 90 years? No, no, he's got all of eternity to fulfill every good promise, every good thing. He's got all of eternity to do all that he said he would do. And he will do it. He will do it. He'll fulfill it all. If you're sitting out there this morning, he's going to fulfill it all. The 
If I promised it in this life, in the vapor, I don't know what he's going to do in the vapor, but I guarantee you whatever he promised, he will fulfill it in eternity. It will be fulfilled. I guarantee it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. The total fulfillment. Amen. Here you might get to taste some of the good. I'm not saying you don't. You get to taste some of the good. But this is the foretaste for the big dinner that's coming. That's in the horizon. That's beyond. Amen. Yes. God's not forgotten you. What's happened is you've forgot forever. Remember that next time you were tempted to say, God's forgot me. No. Then let it hit you. I have forgotten forever. Because that's what's important. God has not forgotten. One thing I can tell you God cannot do is forget you. But we in this vapor forget forever all the time. Every day. Every day we forget forever. And that causes all the mess, all the trouble. Amen. Amen. I got to hurry. I know I've done said that 10 times, but I'm really going to, I'm just going to mention this. When you don't get your eyes and get a good look at forever, you live unthankful. Just unthankful. Totally unthankful. Not thankful for hardly anything. And that's a sure sign. You're living in the vapor. And you're looking at everybody else's stuff. Because that's all you can see in the vapor. None of your stuff looks as good as everybody else's stuff in the vapor. And you live unthankful. You live unthankful. Another sign is you lose motivation. Or you lack motivation. That's why Christ was doing that. He was giving them motivation for what's next. Because they lacked the motivation. Remember, it was just a day or two ago they went fishing. Supposed to be waiting on him, and they done went fishing. Lacking motivation. I bet somebody went fishing today. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But they lack the motivation. You lack motivation when you ain't got a good look at forever. For, forever confronts, man. It confronts us. It conf- even if there's things that are impossible, things that are hard, things that are that, 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 that are that are that are even broken dreams, broken ideas, the cycle, the cycle of, of destruction, the cycle of failure. Forever confronts all that and says, you know what? It, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. This life, in the vapor, it just seems like it's all a big cycle of failure. All a big cycle of failure. All a big cycle of broken dreams. All a big cycle of I'm missing it. All a big cycle of I missed that up. All a big, but I'm going to tell you what, in forever, that's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're sitting there this morning. This is, this is. This comes all at once to my mind. It's all in my heart now. I'm thinking on this thought these days. Is this. And sometimes it, 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 when we get our eyes just on, just on here, 
and we're not seeing beyond a good look at forever, you'll think that life's passed you by. Maybe you're sitting there like that this morning. Maybe you think that life is passing you by and, and, that, and that you have failed. But I want to tell you something this morning. Life has not passed you by. If you'll just get your eyes off of this present world, get your eyes off of what's going on here, what's going on now, get your eyes off of everything that's, that's happening in the vapor and look at forever. Life's not even come close to passing you by. The vapor may be getting away. Just remember, three seconds into eternity, the vapor's going to be like, what? What? I made a big deal over what? It's like, it's like the story I've told you a thousand times about when I forgot my dime in second grade for ice cream. Though I still remember it, it's like, now I buy two gallon at a time, Jack. Yeah, I get ice cream. I eat ice cream when if I get up if I want to. I eat ice cream right before I go to bed if I want to. And in eternity, when it, three seconds into eternity, people in this church are going to go, what? Yes. You sit out there, you think life's got by you. You think life's got by you. Well, I thought I'd be here. I thought I'd be there. I thought I'd be doing this. I thought I'd get to do this. I thought I'd be, I thought I'd do a lot of things. But you know what? Eternity's still coming. It's still coming. If the vapor's gone today, eternity's coming. What? believe it. I believe that this morning. I believe that's all my heart. Here's what I want to say. Get get me. Come on, Paul. Stop living as if there's no forever. My Jesus, stop living like there's no forever. Stop living just for the vapor. Here's what I'd encourage us to do this morning. I'd encourage us this morning, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, I believe the Lord to put things on people's hearts. I do. But I, I believe this morning that we do something this morning that's for forever. Not the vapor. Most of you got your day planned for the vapor. Most of us got our life planned for the vapor. But if this morning if we just take a minute. And do something that's going to last for eternity. Do something that is for forever. You know, there is things that we do now in the vapor that echo in eternity. Not all of it will pass away. The vapor will. Some of, some of that stuff that we think is so important. That's going to pass. But we can do things even though, that's like, just to prove it, in Revelation 15, 3, they still sing the song of Moses in eternity. The song they sung, 
They've they done something that's still echoing in eternity. I'll tell you something else. Some of you shed a lot of tears because of the vapor. Don't you? I've cried a lot of tears because of the vapor. We have. We've cried. We've cried. I just want to tell you something. In eternity, God's going to wipe all that away. All that's going to be wiped away. So why would you keep living for the tears? Quit living for the things that bring tears in your life. Quit making life. Quit crying over the things of life that just bring the tears that's going to be, that God, the things that God's going to wipe away. The things we thought were so important, maybe he's just going to wipe some of that away. Because the important thing, the real treasures, the real treasures are in eternity, baby. Hey! Hey! I've been dealing with my own grief. You know that. You know that. That's no surprise to y'all. Y'all know I've been dealing with grief, and I've been doing it through God and through His Word, through His Spirit. And it was even even some of this study that that even encouraged me as, as well. Because because grief, you know, grief in itself, it, what it really is 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 I've I lost something in this present life, right? I lost something in this present. It went into the past. Soon as someone soon as someone leaves this life, immediately they're in the past. I, I never dawned on me. I mean, bam. They're in the past. In other words, in other words, you 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 know you you you're gonna miss something about them or something about their life in the future. It's not gonna be there now. It's not gonna be there tomorrow. And I've learned something. The only way that I can handle that, the only way I can deal with that, the only way I can I can march forward in in, 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 in strength and in confidence of God is realizing that God's got my treasures in the future. God's got our treasures in the future. He does. Now, I might miss them in the vapor. The Lord knows I do. But my treasure's in the future. It's all there. It's all there. And that's why Jesus, he said, man, get your eyes up. Get them up. Let's do something today. Let's do something today that, that's not just going to be wiped away or gone. Let's do something that will echo and echo and echo. That'll meet that your works shall follow you. The dead shall die, yes, but their works. Let's do something today. Let's do something today that will echo forever and ever and ever and ever. Ever. Maybe it's a prayer. Maybe it's a confession. Maybe it's repentance. Maybe it's a commitment. Maybe it is worship. Maybe it's a sacrifice. Maybe it's giving. Maybe it's some act. Maybe it's a work. I'm just saying let's do something for eternity. Let's take a minute this morning. Let's affect eternity. Let's affect forever. Let's make sure we got, and if you really get a true view of forever, you'll know what to do next. 
You'll know what to do next. Because forever dictates what's next. If you really see it. If you're away from God this morning and you really see forever, you know what to do next. If you have sin in your life and you really see judgment, you know what to do next. You got all between you and somebody. If you really see forever, you know what to do next. Forever. Forever. Get a good look at forever.